Welcome to the Elite Sales Podcast, brought to you by Family First Life Elite. Don't forget to leave a review and subscribe. Now let's get into the show. So thanks for joining us this week on the Elite Sales Podcast. I'm joined in studio this week, Yoel Ainala, my head of media productions. What's up, guys? He's on here today. We're going to go over some topics that you know he's looking into some insurance for himself. So we're going to break that down a little bit for you guys. Also got John Backeron. How's it going? FFL Elite Syndicate. And then guest producing the show, we have Sam Martinez. Hey. You, that, you, guys, you guys, if you guys can always see that enthusiasm. Um, but real quick, I mean, for, for everyone that's on here, we have, we have the business mixer here in Los Angeles at our office tonight. Um, Paola, Desiree, and Alex are going to be hosting. It's going to be a female-led event, you know, so it's going to be really, really cool. Um, Sam, earlier, we were kind of going, we were planning it out. And then what were you, what was the point about females working in the industry you brought up? I was like, utilize it, act like you were weak and this is how you can get people to come and join. And Albert was like, <laughs> definitely don't do that. Tell them how easy it is. <laughs> I guess that works too. Yeah. Well, coming from Sam's perspective, I mean, which, I mean, Sam can say anything. Is this in the yeah. club, Sam? <laughs> there, there's some validity too. I mean, sometimes, sometimes it's just the way we choose to look at something. So the thing is, you could think it's difficult for women in this industry. Desiree immediately shook her head because we were on a video call and she was just like, she's like, no, I think it's easier. Yeah. Which I, which I totally agree with. I think, I think this is an amazing industry. This is an amazing company for, for females to come in and thrive for females to come in and just, you know, take advantage of the situation. I mean, generally, I think in my opinion, women are naturally better natural salespeople. So much easier. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. As far as booking appointments, you know, you know, uh, breaking down walls, all that stuff. You know, there's a lot of advantages to it. So it's all how you look at it. So, I mean, we're, we're really looking forward to that event tonight. Food and beverages will be provided. You know, so looking forward to just kind of do something a little bit different. So if you guys are in the area or if you guys have any, have any candidates or people that are interested in checking us out, send them on through. Um, yeah, we have big goals for this month of October. Yep. Okay. It's 45 million issue paid for the month of October for all of FFL, which we're all part of FFL. So yep. we need to be contributing. Helen, are you on here? Want to scroll? Yes. Okay. No, not camera ready. <laughs> Thank right, there we go. There you go. We, we want to see your face. <laughs> Hi, Hi, how are you, how doing? you doing? I'm doing fine. Great. Thanks so for you're allowing me to jump on. <laughs> Yeah, thank you for thank you for getting on. Um, but yeah, we were we were talking about the uh, the goals for FFL ten ten or forty five million in the month of October. You have you know we set our goal for FFL Elite. You know we're we're going to do one and a half million minimum. Two millions are realistic. You know true goal that we want to hit. Mm -hmm. uh, you know we went over your goals. We went over went on a call with some of the leaders that 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 uh, decided to hop on and participate. You know, you, you came on, you shared your goals. You also did some follow-up with your team. You know, tell us a little bit about that and how that went. Okay. So, yes, yeah, so I am just getting back into it. Um, as you guys know, I kind of stepped back a little bit after the accident with my son um, passing away in December, but I'm all ready to go now. So I have been looking at all of the agents that I actually have that's licensed. So I decided to go in, give them a call, I had people that was just sitting in there. They had to just submit ENO. 
or they had to submit their bank statement. I mean, these is things. These are things that I could have been doing to get people writing. So what I decided to do, I saw that Elba was putting up, you know, that we get on and give our numbers to help out with the 45. So I said, you know what? I'm going to do this. And I decided to reach out to everyone. And I had been doing this maybe about the last three weeks before Elbert actually had that call, um, that Zoom with, with us to give our goals. So after talking with everybody and getting them plugged into the group meet, letting them see the things that can be done, seeing the numbers that, I mean, the type of families that they can be help, helping in a type of money that can be made. So they're all excited and ramped up again. So I decided to just throw out my team. And I'm like, I have 14, 14 writing agents now. I decided to do a Zoom on last Sunday. And I was like, okay, let me just see who's going to get on, who's very serious about actually doing this. So I wound up having 10 on the Zoom call that night. I had one that didn't, he was trying to get on, but he, he couldn't. So that would have been 11 with myself. So I went over everything. I told them that we we're going to shoot for 50,000 and that I was going to offer an incentive for everybody that hits. And that incentive was if you hit 10,000, I will purchase any state for you to get your non-residence license in. So, I mean, they was excited about that because I explained to them what that means. I'm like, I'd be in Texas one, you know, next hour I'd be in New Jersey and then turn around, I'm in Florida. I say, so this gives you the opportunity to actually reach more people. And I called Albert, I was so excited, you know, about the turnout about the numbers, even after the call. I say, I'm gonna see who's excited about this. So I told them, I said, you need to send me your goals. If you want about a five minute, 10 minute call for me to help you to um, you know, lay this out and see how it looks because you can tell me a number, but you need to be able to break that down and make it make sense. You know, can you actually do that? So I gave my goal to I showed them how I would break it down and they threw numbers at me and I was surprised I got 10 back with goals. So I had a lot of them that had 10 and I had some that had 10. But it's no way that we shouldn't hit that 50K. Not with them writing. And then I definitely want to leave from the front. And I told them, I said, I want to get all these calls in, all these text messages in with you guys because Come Thursday, September, the, I mean, uh, we'll be in September the 29th. I'm going in. I won't be available to after hours. And as you can see, I was busy today. I wrote four applications. Yeah, we saw that early saw morning. That. Congrats. <laughs> I have been following up. I I did my, um, what you call them, live transfers again. I used to be scared of those, Albert. And I used to say, oh, that's going to be too much money. But I'm like, I'm trying everything it is that I have. I have follow-ups, I everything. I'm trying it all. I will hit my, my I'm going to hit my, now I tell my team, if you don't hit what you gave me, it's okay. At least you, you started. And there's always next month.
you know, so I'm, I'm just, I'm, I'm excited to see where the team is going to go. And Elbert, I want to thank you for sharing Talise with us because I did not know what was going on with me. Because as you know, after my son passed away, I came back in January and I went just constantly work, 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 trying to forget about it. And I just shut down and I was like, I don't know what's wrong. But when I spoke with Talise, she just made it all clear to me because she was all, had also been through this. And she said, you're in another stage of grief. So I just want you to just take it slow. And you need to concentrate and you need to just relax and just think about you and get yourself together. And I took a few months and I did that. And I say, Talise, I'm ready. You know, then we, we start strategizing things to do. She keeps me accountable for things that I tell her I want to do. So she's awesome. So I want to thank you because I've been with other IMOs with, you know, putting up numbers and they never did these kind of things. If it did, it was for them. But you sharing it with, with us, and I really appreciate it because she was like my grief counselor <laughs> and my performance coach. And I really appreciate that. Thank you so much. <laughs> oh, I'm so happy to hear that. Well, I'm, number one, I'm glad Talisa's helping a lot of people out. Mm -hmm. so, so the thing is, I, thought, I think it's been a great investment, you know, helping people like yourself. And, you know, not, not everyone's going through the same stuff. So obviously, it's not just like a therapy session. It's more about helping you perform and sometimes our ability hasn't really changed. It's more that, you know, we start building up these narratives within our own head, build up a labyrinth, can't, can't think straight, can recognize why we can't think straight. And that's it. Just give you a third party perspective, help you remove some of those things, help you realize what you need to do and how, how much closer it is than you, than we perceive it to be. So I love it. I mean, I thank you, love the excitement. You totally will crush those goals. Um, and yeah, I mean, Wait, way to lead your group because I didn't, I didn't tell you, hey, you need to, you should go do this. You just took the initiative and you did it. Thank you. Yeah. So we're looking forward to big things from Helen. So, oh, real quick. I mean, as far as you took a little bit of time off because of, you know, you had to get over, you know, that whole situation. So then as far as coming back and actually doing it, as far as brand new agents, the whole process of getting leads, calling people, actually presenting, is that something that anybody can do? Yes, definitely. Anybody can, can do it. It's just a process of following up with them. You know, just seeing where they're at. Yep. Not stopping because I had one young lady that actually just texted me and she was letting me know that money was tight. Now I have the money to get my E&O. You know, it's just staying on, staying on top of it. Right. Yeah. Great. Well, I really appreciate you sharing and you know, we actually kind of just went over this in the group chat as well for the leaders. You know, we, we're trying to hit a bigger goal. The right. thing is, not only are we trying to acquire new talent and try to hire new personnel, the thing is we have a lot of people already within our existing organization. Yeah. So many people that, you know, we've kind of, I wouldn't say overlooked, but, you know, everyone's an independent contractor. Yep. Everyone works on their own time frame. Everyone has their own motivations. Everyone, you know, has their own specific work ethic that they, that they possess. So the thing is, you know, a lot of times people want to do it, but then they kind of, something falls off and then, you know, they, they didn't get their email. They don't know how to get their email. They don't know how to log onto their, their, their program. They, 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 you know, a lot of little questions that, you know, we can all do a better job of just mm -hmm. following up and, you know, just making sure that if they do want to do this, do they have everything they need? And if they don't, 
just point them in the right direction. Right. And it, it's, it's on us as leaders too, because yeah, what Talise always likes to say is, you know, you got to keep your hand on the pulse and the pulse is your agents, right? So some agents, it could, it could be they're lost, but they're also feeling ashamed. They don't want to reach out. And it's a matter of us being the leaders to just keep in touch, check in, see what's happening. And then two seconds of a phone call, one minute of a phone call can get a, an agent rolling. Or even just like, for example, for, for you guys, if you have teams, you have, um, you know, agents that you're building up, you don't have to do all the work. Just understand that. Plug them into the Zoom call, plug them into the leadership calls, plug them into the mixer. Yeah. These things keep the agent involved and close to the fire. So I mean, just like we expect a little bit of effort out of them, I mean, we got to provide that effort as well. Right. So right. that's it. If we all do that, we win together. Yeah. Yep. Cool. Well, thank you, Helen. Appreciate you. Good job, Helen. Thank you. Oh, you know, speak, speaking of the goal for 45 million. Yeah. I was listening to a podcast and then it was Rob Durdick was talking on, uh, oh, yeah, he was talking on the Lewis Howes podcast. And then he was, he was talking about, you know, meditation and, and, and visions and all that stuff. Right. So then he said one thing, one thing about when you set specific goals and plans, as long as you're committed, you put in the time. The thing is it always goes that, that way. Yeah. It never goes as, as you expect, but it, tend, it always goes that same direction. Right. So then a lot, a lot of things that we, we expect things to happen. You won't actually know until it actually plays out. You yeah. won't actually know until you actually put in that work, you actually commit to it. Now, the thing is, if you don't commit to it, it's not going that direction. Yeah. You know, you're the one driving that, that ship. You're the one cap, captain that, of that ship. And if you choose not to put in the time, you don't actually commit, then it doesn't even go that direction. But the thing is, we can, we can, we can be certain of that. If we have the amount, we put out a plan, we, had, we were committed to executing it, we put in the work, it's going to go that direction somehow, some way. Mm-hmm. The thing is, we're, we're channeling and focusing our energy into that. We'll get there. Yeah. Yep. So I thought that was kind of a cool analogy that I didn't really never really looked at from that perspective. But I mean, I I think it's because mainly you don't, you don't really know what you don't know. Right. If you have a general goal, sometimes you don't know what, where life is going to take you. Right. Like there's certain things that I, I, I had a vision of where I wanted to go in life, but I didn't really know what vehicle, how I was going to get there, how long it was going to take me. And I'm still on that journey, but in, in, the midst of doing that, you know, it's just taken me in so many better places and so many different places, but I'm still on that general path. So I think like just keeping an open mind rather than being like, it has to be this way is like huge. And for those of you out there that are watching, if you're don't really have a plan yet, you don't really know where you, where, what, what you want to do, where you're going. That's the first step. Come up with a plan. If you don't know how to set that, you know, talk to, talk to one of your uplines, reach out to one of us. Yeah, you know, that's vitally important. If you don't want to be stuck in the same position, we're essentially going backwards. Right. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, also, just wanted to send out a heartfelt, um, heartfelt wishes to everyone out in Florida, all of our friends and, you know, fellow elite family members, all family first life. You know, there's a lot of people out there. Yeah. So, you know, hopefully everything, everything's okay with you guys. Everyone's in good health. Everyone's safe. Yeah. Even, um, sure like the above states like sean was texting like yeah they're preparing for the hurricane and they're in north carolina yep yeah so yeah, the hurricane's moving up so stay safe everyone i mean cuba doesn't like they lost power 
too. I mean, obviously that's not America. That's not America, but we don't have FFL agents out there. Oh yeah, my bad, my bad. <laughs> we shouldn't care about that. She wants to retract on yeah. the motion. No, I mean though that that's you know we're we're blessed to be in America. Even when yeah. things happen, you know, there's we have a sophisticated you know police department, you know, government where every, most people that should know are going to get calls. You know, police are going to come out. We have people you know, that can take care of that. That's a, that's a blessing because other places, I mean, Cuba didn't take much. They're like, okay, yeah. Power's out in Cuba. They said it on the news. I'm like, dude, power's out in Cuba in a country that is not, you know, America. It's like, dude, that's devastating out there. So. Yeah. Yeah. So we're, we're, we're definitely blessed and, you know, for people out there, I mean, hope everyone, hope everyone, if you guys need anything, reach out to us. Um, but yeah, I mean, actually, actually an interesting way, not to, not to compare this because they're dealing with things way worse than I, than I have to deal with. I kind of, I kind of told, I told you about it a little bit, but you know, actually the first time in my life, I called 911 on right. Tuesday. Wow. So the thing, so the thing was, I just happened to be home that day. Cause the thing is typically I'm out burning, uh-huh. but you know, I, 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 I smelled something burning and then I, I heard, heard some crackling and I looked out the window and I have a detached garage in the back. And then all of a sudden, like, it's coming from my neighbor's house. There's, there's like, there's like smoke. Mm. And I'm like, I didn't see any flames or anything, but I'm like, oh no, this is, this is, I'm, I'm like, I'm like, hopefully it's just something small. Maybe, maybe someone's smoking some weed. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but then I, I look out and then like, you hear the crack and you start seeing like embers and stuff flying. And I'm like, oh, I'm like, oh. so then I immediately I called 911. And then they're like, don't try to put it out yourself, you know, just in case there's electrical issues and whatever. So then um, it started, it started burning and you start seeing the flames and burned up. There's an electrical post in the back. And then, and then by the time, by the time the fire, so there's probably like five firefighter trucks on Jeez. my side of the street and then five on the other side. And you know, they, had to, they had to like, they, they took like a hatchet and they had to like break down my garage and you know, get oh, it no through. Way. So there's storage in the back. So the thing is it burned up a couple walls and yeah. it pretty much burned everything in the storage room back of yours, my house. Oh, wow. Yeah. So then I was like, it got to the point where I'm like, I'm waiting for the fire department to show up. I'm just sitting there just thinking, this might be, this might be go time. So I started putting on my clothes. I, I, I grabbed my keys. You know, I was like, I was like, is there any valuable I'd really need to grab right now? In just case I need to evacuate or in case the whole, whole place burned down. Right. So then like, I was, I'll just, I'll just sit in there. I'm like, okay, this is, this is, this is something. So then they, fortunately they came, they did a great job. Shout out to the little fire department. You know, thank you guys for, for doing all that. But you know, it, it, um, it made me think, cause it's, you know, how often do you think, Hey, what if my stuff burns up? What if yeah. my, what if my house burns down? Yeah. Right. Never called that one before in my life. So this right. is the closest I've ever, I've ever came to, you know, something in terms of personal property. Right. Right. So, you know, it kind of, it kind of made me think a little bit and I was just thinking, I could, I was first something thinking like, should I feel bad about this or should I be like, Oh, why did it happen to me? But, <laughs> you know, I, I think I gain perspective really quickly. Cause you know, I knew hurricane Ian was coming. Yeah. So I'm like, what do I have to complain about? And then also like, you know, I, I the, the thing I recognized first and foremost was I'm, I'm like, no one was hurt. Yeah. No, no one got, no one got killed. You know, it was, you know, it's actually out, out of all things it actually wasn't that bad. The, the property damage. Yeah. It's going to cost, you know, a few tens of thousands of dollars to fix probably, you know, so that's, that's something that's inconvenient. Yeah. But the thing is it could have been a lot worse. Right. Could have sure. burned everything down. And then, you know, you, you, uh, you sit there and you just think like, yeah, I mean, if the whole thing, whole place had burned down, like what would I do? The whole, your whole house. Yeah. Oh yeah. 
or even if it was a whole garage, I mean, it'd, it'd be a lot more expensive of an undertaking. And then, you know, fortunately, as it was burning, and I was waiting for the fire department to come. I'm like, good thing I got property insurance. Yeah. Right? So the thing is, we, uh, for us working in the insurance industry, you know, like, no one likes to think about the things that, because insurance is not sexy. Yeah. It, the concept of it itself. No one, no one thinks about like, hey, you'd be really cool to have this. You know, but the thing is, when those situations come, you know, it's going to, it's going to be, you're going to be in a really bad spot if you don't have it. It's funny. Uh, I have an, a similar example. It'll be quick so yeah. we can start. Sorry. No, it's okay. uh, so I got new insurance because I got new tags. So I, I had to actually claim that auto I was, insurance, uh, auto insurance. Yeah. So I had to actually claim that I was in LA. I was using the low monthly payment that I was getting for claiming it was in Portland with my old Oregon tags. Yeah. Four years of living here. Uh, so I got new insurance, new insurance for my car and, uh, my buddy, I'm like, and then, and then driving back from Vegas, I noticed that there was a crack in my windshield. So there's a crack and then it got bigger and bigger. I hit my buddy up and I was like, dude, who, what do I do with this? Like, is there a cheap way to do it? Can I fix it? And he's like, uh, what type of insurance do you have? He's like, I got liability. I got the cheapest one. <laughs> and he's like, oh, and it's funny because you never think you're going to need it. Cause I've never gone in an accident, yeah. you know, never, ne that's been my fault. Never anything like that. Literally two weeks or a week or whatever it is later, I actually needed that full amount that I was like, you know what? 15 bucks a month. Nah, let's keep it. At, let's keep it. <laughs> you keep that money. And like, I could have actually used it for, you know, the $300, you know, windshield that I had to pay, pay for. Yeah, so it's just kind man. of funny. You never need, you never know until you, until you run into that situation. Yeah, I have comprehensive. They came out to the back, to the, the parking lot and changed it for me, free of charge. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, see, you never know. <laughs> no. I mean, that, that's, that's what we used to joke about as far as getting equipment for the studio. Yeah. We're like, it's better to, better to have it and not need it than to need it and not have it. For sure. Right. For sure. For so, sure. but yeah, I mean, as far as property tax, thank God I got that. You know, so, and, well, thank God all the other stuff happened first. But then, you know, when you, when you sit, when you have time to act, when the dust settles, you get time to just kind of just reflect back and just think like, yeah, it could have been a lot worse. And what would happen if I didn't have this? Yeah, for sure. So um, as far, as far as it relates to our business, you know, that's the thing. I mean, obviously, clearly the situation is a little bit different with property, with property insurance and, you know, stuff like that, auto insurance. Sometimes you'll, you'll pay, you'll pay, you'll pay. And then you may or may not need it. Hopefully, yeah. and if you're lucky, you paid all this time and you didn't use it. It's actually a good thing. Yeah, right? for sure. But the thing is, when it comes to life insurance, it's not a matter of if someone makes a claim. It's a matter of like when that's going to come. Yeah. And, and you never, you don't get as intense stories because say you pass away, you're not going to be like, dang, I died. You think I should have gotten that policy. My, <laughs> my kids would have been fine right now, you know, unless you're in heaven. I mean, that's a deeper, deeper conversation. Uh, but you know, for us, we can have these conversations about property insurance, about car insurance, right? Because it's happening to us. If something happens to you and you pass away, only your family can really speak on it, right? And obviously, they're going to feel intense about it. But, you know, again, that's why we have to make it make people feel like they're in that situation. And what would it really be like if you were to pass away? What would your parents, what would your wife, what would your husband, what would your kids' lives be like? If you were to pass away, right? Yeah. Plus, plus, the sad reality is too is like in those situations, family family's not going to say like, "Oh man, they passed away and now they don't have insurance." 
like I wish they would have got insurance. And they're not really going to be that upset like about that person not thinking about it for the most part. Yeah. Because they're they're kind of grieving. They're dealing with just the loss of the person in general. But the thing is, if you planned out ahead and you actually prepare for something that's inevitable, you know how much better position can you put your family? Yeah, my my agent Sal, uh, he has his crazy upsell close with that. So you want to hear it? Yeah, so it please. goes like this. So he he says this policy, this number amount is the last thing they'll ever think about you when you pass away. <laughs> Every single time you pass away and the conversation comes up, your daughter, your sibling, your spouse will say, "He left me fifteen thousand. He only left me fifteen, and I didn't have enough for the burial, or he left me a hundred thousand." And I got to take care of everything. The conversation will end up about this life insurance. The last part you pick, which one are you going to pick? Sheesh. <laughs> That's kind of true. Hey, <laughs> hey, hey, man, That's whatever, deep, right? whatever, we, whatever you guys want to say about that, you can say it's manipulative. You can say it's too hard of it's a close. You can say all, you can say all these things, but what about that is a lie, right? None it's of the it. last conversation. Every time you have someone that had passed away, this is, he left me this, not nothing left me this much or this amount. Yeah. Or I mean, sure. if you, imagine if you left someone with like a million bucks, right? Then they'll be, then I mean, like they'll still be sad you're gone. But I mean, I, I, don't, know, I don't know how how sad. Probably a little less sad. Yeah. Speaking <laughs> of which, speaking of a million bucks, I actually just signed up for the ethos because we needed to sign up for create our own application. Yeah. I just got the ethos. It took me about five minutes to sign up for a million dollars, fifty dollar plan for twenty years for yourself. Yeah, you can sign yourself up. Yeah, you oh, can pay nice. full comp too. Hundred percent. Did you get okay. that because of your new baby? That too. And I was like, you know, I might as well. Gonna it's going to pay for itself for the year. But it is because the first one I had for Ellie, I bought a million. Yeah. <laughs> so I got another one for 20 years. I only said it for 20 years. After 20 years, if I'm still around and they're grown, they're on their own. Why aren't you working? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so it makes a difference. So now think about it. If I were to go, each one of the kids would be like, dad left me a million dollars. You're welcome. <laughs> well, I, mean, I always like to ask that question when people get insurance, because it's like, I'm curious what drove them to get insurance right like like what's your thought process because like for me i don't have any kids mm. i'm not married yet yeah so for but for me i sell policies right because I'm, I'm just like i don't want to wait i'm thinking ahead i'm, I'm i don't want to wait till i drink too much and i can't you know i'm uninsurable or something like that right? <laughs> you know I, I don't know it's a real thing you can't, yeah, you, know, you can't predict things in life true. so sure so i mean I, for me i'm like i just want to make sure i have something in place Forget, yeah. i have multiple policies but up I, to two million Simplified issue. Don't even have to check your liver. <laughs> I got you. <laughs> but you know, so aside aside from that that aspect of, of thinking about you know the whole fire thing, also I'm thinking it's going to cost me money. Yeah. Obviously, I have insurance. You got paid deductible. Mm-hmm. I'm going to also consider depending on how much it is for all the all the uh, repairs and everything else. If I just rather come out of pocket, not increase my premium for my mm. property insurance. So you know, th- these are all things I got to consider. Very inconvenient, very lucky to be alive. But, you know, as far as the practical side of things, this is the, this is also, you know, geared towards the agents in our business. The thing is we're all independent contractors. You know, we all make our own financial decisions, but the thing is, if you're not working on a consistent basis, what if something unexpected comes up? What are you gonna do? Yeah. You know, like even if you have insurance, you got paid deductible. Let's say you get in a car insur- you get in a car accident. Yeah. You know, can't work. Windshield cracks. Windshield cracks. Something as rough as that. <laughs> <laughs> the thing is, like, what, like, how prepared are you for the unexpected situation? Like, everything in life costs money. Yeah. For sure. 
And then like, even if you can get by with very little, the thing is when something unexpected comes up and you're liable for something and you owe tens of thousands, like how, how, how are you going to, how are you prepared to handle that situation? So, you know, that's the reason why even when things are going well, the thing is we got to work hard, continue to, you know, execute a plan. Don't shoot for the bare minimum, whatever, whatever your goal is. Don't, don't say like, Hey, this is my monthly nut. Yeah. And I've hit in the first couple of days for the, for the month. And I'm just going to take the rest of the month off. It's a recipe for disaster. So just, just plan ahead. Think, think ahead and just, you know, prepare yourself best you can for anything unexpected and then just, you know, go enjoy your life. And that's all we can do. So, you know, as far as the insurance part, I mean, a lot we're, since we're on the topic of mm. getting insurance, even though you don't really necessarily need it, right. we're just kind of planning ahead and thinking, thinking, preparing for situations that you anticipate might come down the line. We were talking about getting you a policy, right? Yeah, I think uh, for me, I, I, want, I want a policy. I want it to be something permanent. I want it to be, you know, this is something I've been thinking about for a while. And uh, I was thinking between an IUL or a whole life policy and kind of use that whole life policy to leverage it kind of like the infinite, infinite, infinite banking, banking concept. concept yeah. Okay. That, uh, you know, I've, I've obviously was there when uh, uh, Scott Janad, Janad. Janad yeah. came on um, and I edited it. I did my research you know, and, you know, it, it, it's interesting. And it, it's, it's something that really made me think about, you know, where am I going to put my money? Do I want to put like, you know, once things are kind of set up more structurally, do I want to do four, 401k? Do I want to do IUL? Do I want to do a whole life? Do I want to just put it in stocks, you know, index fund crypto? So, <laughs> you know, for me, I, I've just been kind of thinking a lot. And I think it, it the, the infinite banking concept and the IUL, I just think it makes the most sense as far okay. as something that's extremely conservative, uh, something that, you know, you can borrow against without taking the amount, you know, out and, you know, you can still have it accrue interest without, you know, affecting the lump sum or whatever amount of cash value you have in the policy. Um, so I was just looking at all the different variables and, you know, this is something that people, you know, wealthy people have been doing for, you know, decades, centuries, right. Using, right you know, using the tax benefits of, you know, life insurance to, you know, pass on wealth, you know, create their own bank. So, you know, it's something that I've been thinking about a lot and, you know, just kind of reflecting on. And, you know, I think, uh, I think it's time. Okay. <laughs> Let me take a step back with that. So um, I got, I got a new agent. She was just actually texting me. It's like, what's an IUL? <laughs> so we got to take a step back first. Right. For sure. So concept of life insurance is to protect you in case you die there's a death benefit for the family. Um, but there are certain products out there besides the permanent plan. We have an index universal life. We have an infinite banking concept that's actually geared towards an investment purpose. Okay, so what type of client should we look into, into that? So if we're looking into UOL, two types that we kind of veer out. Does he want it for a death protection or he wants it more for an investment opportunity? In your situation, you don't have any dependents, right? If you were to die, what is the cost of your death in a sense? Just basically a funeral in a sense, right? Yeah. So you can buy a simple, small policy that takes care of that, but you're looking ahead. You're looking 20, 30 years. Yeah. I have the money. I have the income. So he's a potential client for an IUL. He's a potential client for um, IBC. And he can add more to it because he has less expenses. So what is the product now, right? 
Yeah, for sure. No, I think uh, I think the thing that really attracted me, obviously, it's just it's predicated on how you structure things. Uh, but the whole life policy, you know, the cost of insurance, it never goes up. So that's something that, you know, was was very uh, stable. I mean, this is going to be something that I want to be very conservative. Okay. Uh, I want it to be, you know, low death benefit. I mean, I'm intending to put maybe 500, 500 bucks into it per month. Uh, but then having, you know, making sure it's not a, ta- I don't create a taxable event, okay. but just having it structured properly to where, you know, as much as I can of that is going towards the cash value. Inevitably, you know, I'm going to have a decent policy just predicated on how much I'm putting in. Okay. Um, but, you know, that's what really made me interested in that, even though it's not as maybe cat. I mean, it just really depends on how you structure it, but okay. I really liked that aspect that the cost of insurance never goes up. It's more predictable in my, in, in, in my eyes. And it's something that, really uh made me feel more yeah made me feel more comfortable okay do you have a lump sum that you're going to put in uh, no just sum. just the five 500 maybe maybe more maybe six we'll see okay okay yeah so those those are some different concepts of different products that, that you know is available for us in our portfolio mm-hmm. so you know let me just very very clear about it when it comes to an iul which is index universal life um there's also the ibc which is what they talked about that's infinite banking concept uh, so that's be your own bank, basically. So then in that situation, if you guys want to, want some more information, go on our YouTube page for yes. Family First Life Elite. Look up um, IBC. Is that how? how was yeah, with Scott related? Janad. Scott Janad was the one that, that came on and ran it. Mm-hmm. But you can you can you can watch that at your at your leisure. Don't don't make it a priority. Right. Yeah. And make sure you guys are watching it in non-producing activity time. Don't watch it on your prime hours. Don't do it during dial time. <laughs> Don't do it during you know, yeah. time when you typically would be seeing clients. Do it at like 9 p.m. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's only really an hour. I mean, the video is like an hour 30 maybe, but the rest is like just filler stuff. Okay. You can probably skip 15 minutes and then the last maybe 20 minutes. And Watching like 1.5 speed or something. Yeah, I mean, you could, you could watch it in your, on your way here in the car or whatever. Okay. So it's pretty cool. Yeah, so both of those products can do some really cool things. Um, that cash value accumulation, it seems really attractive because, you know, it's – non-reportable tax-free income for the IUL, mm-hmm. the BYOB, you know, this is, it's this, the, you borrow against, borrow money against yourself, which you choose to pay back or not. Yeah. yeah. So there's, there's a lot of different options available out there. So let me just make this very clear up front though. The thing is, it's not applicable in every situation. Correct. So I think a lot of times we get agents that, you know, we have a lot of new agents all the time. They come in, there's, they say like, Hey, I'm not contract with this carrier yet. Not contract with this carrier. I would like to sell this product. You know, this sounds really cool. How do I sell this? Mm-hmm. You know, so to, to make it very clear, I mean, the reality is the majority of the agency workforce, probably 80% plus, it's going to be three main carriers. It's going to be Americo, Prosperity, AIG. Yeah. Okay. These are the ones that are easiest to contract with. They pay out the quickest. Uh, underwriting is really simple. Um, you know, just overall, I mean, it makes training, cuts down training time to cut it, to make it really, really uh, short. So overall, I mean, this is, this is what you're going to be focusing on primarily. Yeah. Like 90% of your clients. Plus. So, you know, we all, we always recommend starting with that for a simplified issue, simplified issue. These are the products that, 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 you know, we're talking about with the IULs and, and the infinite banking, those are fully underwritten products for the most part. Mm-hmm. So the thing is, you know, as far as if the client's not that healthy, they, they probably won't qualify for it anyway. In addition, I mean, I think one of the things that a lot of times people 
people don't really recognize up front. They say like, hey, I have this client. You know, I, I, I love the, they, maybe in your head, you love the IUL concept, how yes. it builds up cash value, non-reportable tax-free income, all that stuff. But the thing is, if they don't have that much money to put aside, like if you're in your situation, if you, if you don't have, like, do you, do you, you don't have to say the specific amount, but do you, have, do you plan to overfund it? Do I plan to overfund it? No. Just, no. just put in that 500. I know. Well, not, not a lump sum, but. No, no lump sum. But you're not, you're not looking like, hey, what's the cheapest I can pay? No, 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 no. Yeah. Because yeah. if, if you have a client that says, like, what's the least that I can pay for insurance? They're probably not, there's probably not a right candidate for an IUL. Yeah, I get that a lot. They, they're like, oh, I want, like, what can I get for a million dollars? But I want to pay, like, $50 a month. Like, and then they want to have a permanent policy that will build accumulation that they can retire six figures a month right. in like five years. Right. And I'm, yeah. like, I'm like, that's not realistic. It really, it really just depends on how you structure it. And, and, and a lot of the times it's actually a product that's counterproductive for certain candidates, you know, that, yeah, as, as they were saying, don't want to put a decent amount of money into it yeah. and you don't structure it right. You put more of it into the insurance side, right? So you make it, not only are you not putting enough money into it, you make the insurance compartment of it large. So eventually as the price goes up of, of insurance goes up with an IUL specifically, they're going to, the, the policy is going to lapse. They're not going to be able to sustain the policy. So it really, before you go into that, you know, I would, I definitely recommend doing research, but just keep in mind, none of this stuff is a one, like one trick pony. It's not going to be like, oh, well, this is to make money. This is just for insurance. It's like, no, the devil's in the detail, in the details. That's why there's agents. That's why you guys get paid a commission to, you know, learn this stuff. And then also, you know, bring it to people and explain it to people in a simple way. But everything is different for different people and different circumstances. So I'm not, I'm not in any way trying to steer people away from writing IULs. Like the reason why I continue to bring up Miracle Prosperity AIG is because if you're purchasing leads and you're investing into your business that way, which if you're, if you don't do it regularly, you probably don't have a real business. Yeah. You, you have a way to make some side money. You have some, you have a side hustle. Basically you can find referrals. You sell them every once in a while. That's, that's, that's one way. But if you constantly and you're regularly buying leads, the thing is you have a business. And when you have a business, specifically the type of leads that you're purchasing, generally they, they tend to skew towards specific products. Yeah. And so, so it's going to be final expense, mortgage protection, you know, term, term with return to premium, you know, all, all this stuff. And it, you, you, uh, it makes your job really easy. Yeah. So sure. what I'm, what I'm trying to just caution you guys against is just, you know, just assuming for the client that this is what they want because you happen to like it. Yeah. Like, you know, our job is our job as salespeople or, you know, as representatives, just go out there, figure out what their problem is, what their main problem is, not all their problems, mm -hmm. figure out the main problem, why they filled in this response, why they, why they filled in the lead, and then just try to provide a solution for it. Yeah, sure. Now, if they're, if they're telling you certain things, like there's certain things that you, you can, uh, you can start to, to gather, if they, you know, they have a lot of disposable income, you know, they're looking to put in some extra money into it, you know, they're not really hurting for cash, they can overfund it, they're healthy, you know, they're, yeah. they're, they're a reasonable age, you know, where this actually makes sense. And the thing is, they may be an IUL candidate. Yes, for sure. Okay. And uh, for example, the yeah, you have to be you have to be pretty healthy for for an IUL. And then also it's fully the, written for the most part. Yeah, for yeah. for the most part. And then the infinite banking for Lafayette, I think he said he mentioned it was like a month, blood, urine, all that stuff. So if you're looking to make you know make a living off of you know selling insurance, 
it's going to be tough to wait that long, you know, Oh, let me recommend. This is definitely like a once in a while product for somebody that's one really healthy too. They, you kind of, you kind of know what you're doing and they have, you have a goal of what they want to do with it because it really doesn't make sense if it, for very specific people. Yeah. Put it this way. Let me use an example. I did an IUL for a client fully under in, I wrote it up in May, end of May, May 28th. It issued in September. Wow. <laughs> Got the client approved though. Preferred premier rating, 74. Super healthy. But did I rely on that income? And just to let you know, most IOL companies compared to your FFL comp, it's a lot lower. Yeah. Like 30 to 40% lower than your FFL comp. Right. So don't, don't become enamored with a certain product just because it sounds attractive to you. Yeah. Yeah. Look, figure out what the client needs and provide that. Provide that <laughs> Not first. just that, but if you guys are in IOL industry, you don't get paid based on the premium. You get paid, paid based on target premium. Okay? So say so that one more time. You don't get paid based on the client's premium. You get paid on the target premium. So let's say you, let's use Yoel for an example. We put him on a $500 a month IOL premium, but he wants to lower the face amount and max fund it. Max funded means we're going to give them the lowest life insurance cost and overpay that. So the rest of the remaining balance goes into the cash value that builds up and accumulate. So if the cost of insurance is only $100 a month and he's paying $500 and $400 goes to the cash value, you're not getting paid on the $400. You're getting paid on the target premium, which is the life insurance cost of insurance. Yep. So you might get paid 1200 AP instead of what you thought was 6,000 AP. Yeah. <laughs> right. And so you're, you're looking in, you're, you're thinking, Oh man, this is a big client premium. Take you two months. You're all excited. Ooh, I'm going to get paid fat. <laughs> and it's like the actual commission pennies. deposits. You're like, whoops. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So yeah, be very, uh, and, and there is a way to structure it to where it's more of insurance, but you don't want to do that for a client because it's going to probably lapse. Because again, the cost of insurance goes up. So it really just depends. Yeah. <laughs> yeah plus it's, it's, it's a pretty complex, it could be a complex product because the thing is sure. there's so many different ways that you could design it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So just kind of uh, further expound on John's point. So the thing is, this is not a comprehensive IUL training. No, this okay. kind of just we kind of get you, We do have that. Thank you for sending that up. <laughs> but you know, as far, as far as our, uh, to kind of give you guys the, the crash course, the, the, the basic general understanding of it. So there's, when you pay a premium for an IUL, an index universal life policy, there's three components. Yeah. The first is for the cost of insurance. Mm -hmm. And so that's how much actual insurance that is. That's the target premium that John's referring to. Yep. Then there's second things, the fees, which is built into it. You know, yeah. this is, this is for the company to stay afloat for them to right. pay their people, pay out the commissions to, you know, everything else in terms of maintaining a policy. Yeah. When I explain it to my client, I, I explain it. These are the janitor fees. <laughs> these are the maintenance fees right. to keep the policy going. Right. <laughs> and then the, the, those are the first two components, cost of insurance, fees. And then the final thing is the, the cash value accumulation. So the rest of that premium, yeah. when you pay 500 bucks a month or $7,000 a month or whatever it is, it goes into three different things. That's why if you, if you, get a, if you get a, have a client that says like, I just want to pay, 50 bucks. The thing is, if they're young enough, maybe they can get one. But the thing is, most of that's going towards the cost of insurance. Mm -hmm. And then the, the fees come out anyway. Cash value accumulation doesn't have very much left to actually go into that bucket. Yeah. yeah. So the thing is, not much cash value accumulation is going to build up. And part of the concept of an IUL is for that cash value to be able to offset some of that cost of insurance as you get older. So then your premiums, you, have to, you technically have to start paying less yes. for more insurance as it continues to build. But the thing is, if you don't overfund it properly, 
an IUL is kind of counterproductive because it gets to a point if you don't 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 overfund it properly, if you don't fund it properly, the cash value is not going to be enough and actually lapses as a, as a person gets older because their cost of insurance continues to rise. They don't have the cash value to pay for it, and unless they want to continue to pay higher higher premiums, it's it not blows. really going to be worth. It. Yeah. So there's other policies, other products that that probably could have solved that 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 could provide a solution for them if they look for a lot of coverage. You can get them term policy. It's cheaper. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, you you want to prevent that. So a lot of other carriers or other IMOs, what they do is they bump up the cost of insurance so they can get paid well yep. as the commissions. And then a couple of years later, we run into the same clients and then we do a policy review and their policy is imploding. Yep. So they, they're mad. It felt like a term. They thought it was a permanent. They've had it for 20 years. They're out of cash. And then they got to pay 200 extra on top of it. Yep. And they're older. And now we can't even replace it. We can't find something suitable, beneficial to the same amount of cost of insurance based on their new age and new health factors. So now they're just pissed and they're mad and they're like, man, this insurance thing is a scam. Yeah. <laughs> and that's, that's where you get the bad stereotypes. Right. Yeah. No, I was going to, I was going to say that that's unfortunate because a lot of times the first, the first agent that they run across where they sign up for, for a policy, sometimes it's a friend or family member. Yep. And then they just assume all insurance is the same. Yeah. So like if this policy imploded because it wasn't properly funded, cash value runs out, like I don't want to get insurance, you know, but you know, that's kind of, it's kind of like us being brokers, we have the luxury of being able to look into all these different products with a full portfolio of different things, mm-hmm. you know, so stick with the basics and, and figure out if there's certain people, there's certain things that they're asking for as you're going through your discovery and going through your financial inventory sheet and you know, asking the client their information, if they have, if they fit certain criteria, then start recognizing, and this is this comes with experience, so you don't yeah. know up front. That's okay, but as you continue to to build it up, then you know you you start to get to a point where you're like, oh, this one might be a situation when we can sell an IUL. Like with the company we came from, they didn't have it. Right, well, they did way I mean, way back. By the time we reviewed those, those are bad. I think it just it was a regular UL, whatever it was. <laughs> it was trash. Yeah. Bad. But then you start, you know, you came in, you you started writing some IULs, and I'm like, I'm like, that's that's cool. How'd you learn it? And we didn't know anything about it. The thing is. We literally just called the carrier and said, like, hey, I want to sell an IUL. I have no idea what I'm doing. Yeah. And then they walk you through it. Yeah. Start, they start asking some questions. So that's the thing that you guys can do. That's that's what we would personally recommend. Start to kind of figure out. And UL has produced, I think Visha goes over John went over one with the IUL Express. We have a couple. So we have a couple IUL uh, on our training platform on the elitefl.com mm-hmm. website. Yeah. I think. Um, the introductory to IUL, you guys go to EliteFFL.com, um, go to Academy. Can we say the password or no? Or just, just text us for the password. Yeah, it's on, it's on Elite, uh, FFL Elite Clips too. Yeah. So we have it uh, free access. If you need it, reach out to me, reach out to anyone, we'll yeah. get it to you. But yeah, it's an introductory of the current IUL that you can sell now without having to contract, which is under Mutual of Omaha. It's called the IUL Express. Great part about this, they used to have an illustration needed. Now you can just sell it. It's instant approval for anyone 50 and under. You can get up to 300,000. 50 and to 60, you can get up to 250,000. And then 60 to 70, you can get up to 150,000. Simplified issue. Now the issue to this, the client's gotta be healthier, right? It's not a final expense type policy. It's a table rating of four and under. So they gotta be decently healthy, but you can sell a bigger amount. And the best part about this, it's express. It's simplified issue. You get paid in a few days and it's only 10% off your FFL comp compared to the other fully under in um, IULs that take away 30 to 40% and pay out in two to three months. 
you learn a little bit more about that. Um, you go through the training. There's two trainings. There's the, the introductory. And then the second one, you can play around on a non-easy solve and how to, how to do um, an illustration for it. That's your introductory. Your second part then is, you know, you create an account with FFLAMS.com and start watching some IOL videos, annuity videos, IBC videos. All those things are there. We have a second department. Uh, but more importantly, if you're in front of a client and they're leaning towards that, and that's above your, your skill grade, rebook that appointment, reschedule, ask a couple more questions to the client. Do you want this as a death benefit? Do you want this more of an accumulation? What do you want the money to do? Do you want to retire with it or you want to pass it on? All these questions, feel free to just give us a call if you're in front of a client. But the worst thing is, you know, having the business plan of this is the only method I want to attack because it's the high premium company clients. Yeah. And then next thing you know, you're only getting paid once a month. It's, it's the worst situation. And I'll say, yeah, we have a question from Mutual of Omaha, Iowa yeah, Express. About mutual. Um, also, like the thing is when I have converse, conversations with clients about this is you want to make sure that you're not distracting them from what the purpose of the policy is, right? Yeah. So for example, for Mutual of Omaha, you know, most of the time people are not going to be able to fund it properly to where they're going to see any of the cash value accumulate to any significant amount for a very long time. Just, just keeping it real. Right. So the main value that it has in the meantime is the death benefit yes. is the insurance aspect to it. You are an insurance agent, right? So making sure you create that perspective and keep reminding them like, Hey, this is an insurance policy life insurance policy but it has these great benefits is going to go a longer way and it's going to make things a little bit more simpler and less confusing for the client and for you so there's also situations which yeah you can't you kind of the death benefit for people that are a little bit older if they're still pretty healthy yeah. it's it's a it's a good opportunity to give them more permanent coverage yeah for you know for a pretty reasonable because because especially for mutual of omaha iul express there's the easy solve component, right? You do that. Basically it's going to become a permanent policy. It's not going to build up a whole ton of cash value for them to be able to access later. Mm -hmm. But the thing is, you know, you get it, you get a larger face amount than you would a typical final expense policy. But then again, if the, whatever their budget is stick to that. So, you know, really what it comes down to is you got to stick to the basics, yes. learn your craft first, don't start going volunteering things that's above your head. Yes. Yeah. You know, because the thing is, you don't, you don't want to talk yourself out of a sale because you thought this concept was really cool. But if you don't know how to design a policy, you don't know how to go and design an IUL to, to create an illustration. Yep. And you don't know the client's underwriting and the underwriting guidelines. Next thing you know, you're selling a lower face policy. Client buys it. Client gets declined. And you can only offer like an AIG policy. You lost the sale. Yeah, because <laughs> if it's fully underwritten plan, they're, they're declined on it. It marks there might be records yeah. and then you know it negatively impacts them from being able to qualify for other insurance policies in the future so always try to go simplify the issue first unless you know for certain and you're, you're you're confident with your underwriting skills you know what you're looking for you understand how the application works you understand how to set everything up if you if you do that then by all means you know go out there when you see these situations applicable to particular clients you run across go after it but if you really don't Stick to the basics first. If they really insist on getting an IUL because that's what they know about, yeah. you know, then gather the information, call, call one of your uplines, reach out to one of us, get you set up. Yeah. I think you just got to look at it as a, an extra icing on the cake. That's what's great about FFL. Okay. We have our main base, 90% final expense, mortgage protection, 
you can sell everyone. Repeating it from AIG, Prosperity, and Americo. Now, if you have these type of clients, feel free to reach out to us on the FFL AMS. They have um, Ask a Specialist, and it has a, co a component if it's either IBC, IUL, or annuity. And it, it'll ask the client profile with questions on it. Um, if you guys can't log in because it's missing, um, I downloaded the PDF question. I, I can post it on GroupMe for you guys, or I'll put it on the group, um, um, the, the Google Drive. Um, and also, like, I like to think of an analogy. I, I was watching a podcast, and they're talking about how, like, the Cheesecake Factory's menus like, really big, you know? Yeah, it's ridiculous. Um, but then In-N-Out has, you know, very Four, simple five. menu, right? Like, but they're able to get so many people in and out because, right. you know, I know, because of the simplicity of their menu, right? The thing is, if you come in with like all these products, we have an IUL, infinite banking, you know, all these different terms, we have the mutual, like, you're going to start to be, people are going to start to be like, whoa, I don't know, what I, now I got to do more research. <laughs> That's the worst feeling you can put into a client to be like, oh man, I got to actually wait, I got to, I got to learn learn this stuff i don't really know i don't really know what's going on then they have doubt then they want to ask their financial expert friend that they have and yeah next thing you know they're not answering your calls and there you go you just fumbled yeah and uh, yeah cheesecake factory you can easily get overwhelmed too many options sure. right too many options i like in and out you know, get the same thing every time <laughs> it's funny i had a call this morning too um uh, with the recruit it was like in my head, she, in her head, she was making sense. And I'm all like, okay, so this is what we do. We just buy leads, we call them and we sell them and we get paid in two to three days. And then she was talking about her previous or current IMO where, you know, well, they're training me to get my series six and seven. Um, we're going to get in front of people. I'm all like, so how are you going to get these clients? <laughs> you're, you're putting the, the carriage before the horse. Like, what, what are we doing? Like, you got all these licenses. You have all these knowledge. You have these product knowledge. Who, who are you talking to? Who is that your clientele for it? Right. right? So you want to keep it simple. Yeah. Which goes back to the leads that, that we have available. Yeah. And the thing is typically you're buying final expense leads or you're buying mortgage leads. There's more, there's I, more clients of it. For the most part, most IULs don't fit in most situations unless they happen to fit into that particular mm. health, health category and they, they, they have a little bit extra money. You know, that for the most part, you're not going, going to be selling it as often. Now, if you're an IUL whiz, you know, you know exactly what you're doing by all means go after it. Yeah. But the thing is for the most part, keep it simple as possible. Cause if you were confused by any of this, that's kind of a good thing because <laughs> it goes back to the importance of simplicity. Right? So yeah. if, you, if you stick with those, those main three with America, prosperity, AIG, everything else, everything's going to be simple for you. You're going to get paid quickly. Cash flow is good. And then when you run across those other situations where an IUL situation might be appropriate, if you don't know how to personally do it yet at that point, Reach out to one of your uplines. Reach out to the carrier. You know, there's plenty of resources. Don't try to fumble through it yourself just, just on the first few ones because, you know, we want to make sure that you set it up properly for the client so they have a product that is going to have real genuine value for them for the long term. Yeah. And it's really going to help them what they really want. Yeah, I think I, I think of it like a level two. You, you, if you mastered your, your final expense, your mortgage protection, and now you want to dabble into it, use it as an extra tool but don't use this as a distraction from you making your money now, yeah. right? Make your money now. And then once you run into some more clients that are, you know, small business owners and don't have any benefits and want to create a retirement account. Now this is an added tool for you guys. So hopefully it helps. It's not a silver bullet. It's just another, another weapon in your arsenal. Right. So hopefully that, that uh, helped you guys or not confuse you guys too much, <laughs> but uh, you know, appreciate you guys hopping on. We got, we got big month for October. 
you know, let's 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 do our part. Let's push for 45 million for the company and let's go out there and continue to help and serve. And let's go out there and be elite guys. Appreciate Peace. you guys. Have a good one.